You know, there's still stories pouring out of Texas of families uh, who have uh, just had a rough time. Uh, water pipes bursting, no power for, for days on end. Uh, you've got stories of uh, people dying because of uh, them trying to warm themselves with their vehicle. Uh, not recommended. Uh, you also have lawsuits that are expected to be filed. All of this raising questions about uh, the sustainability, uh, the the reliability of the country's power grid. And of course, Texas has all of its own problems with uh, with its uh, you know collection of uh, of, of power groups uh, and their uh, kind of oversight uh, you know private company of sorts for Texas. So uh, it's raised a lot of questions out there. Uh, and somebody who, of course, has uh, dabbled in energy uh, and and reviewing the different types of energy that there is uh, is the Sierra Club. And of course, they've got a certain uh, persuasion to move towards uh, reliable energy. That's green uh, or so-called renewable energy like wind and solar and the like. Uh, And to join us to give us a little bit more of that perspective is Elizabeth Scrafford. She is uh, part of the uh, Sierra Club's Beyond Coal campaign. She's the organizer. Uh, Thanks for taking time with us, Elizabeth. How are you this morning? Sure thing. I'm good. How about you, Greg? Good. Uh, so I, let's just, I guess, uh, get right into it where you've got these stories that started pouring out of Texas a couple of weeks ago. You even had here in central Illinois with the frigid temperatures, uh, natural gas prices told that uh, they're going to be skyrocketing for certain communities, but not others. Uh, so, you know, what's what's the Sierra Club's take of what happened down in Texas? Yeah, so... Uh, a few important things to remember what happened down in Texas. I think, first of all, this is a humanitarian crisis and this is a climate emergency. And we need to be really clear that this is a climate emergency caused by an extreme climate of, uh, event. And if we fail to act on climate, uh, this is going to keep happen- happening. You know, we have 11 years left to act very seriously and move towards clean energy because our environment cannot handle any more fossil fuels coming online. It but, just simply can't. But, so have, but, haven't, got, but haven't we seen these types? I mean, even in central Illinois, temperatures get down to minus 10 uh, during the winter. Of course, Texas, people anticipate Texas to be warm. But even they in the mm-hmm. past have gotten uh, you know really cold, frigid temperatures, the likes that they saw uh, last week. Um, I mean, isn't that just kind of the cyclical nature of, of temperature? No. Uh, and I would say I'm not a climate scientist. I would invite you to talk to one. I find them to be very informative and interesting people. Um, so this was record lows uh, for a prolonged period of time. Uh, and it's different than if you have, right, you, you dip down for a day. This was this was a long period of time in Texas um, that they also weren't anticipating. Right. Uh, so and I think that that argument that you're pointing to of like, well, temperature goes up and down. What climate scientists, what I've heard them say is what will happen with climate events, right? It's not that it doesn't rain or it doesn't snow anymore. It's that you'll get all your rain and all your snow at once and it overwhelms the system. Um, so like we have a lot of snow in Springfield right now. I, this, this, in my experience, isn't typical to the amount of snow we get in, in Springfield. Uh, it's colder than it's been in past years. So it's like just like um, last spring, farmers couldn't plant their crops here. That's a climate emergency when farmers can't uh, plant their crops because they keep getting washed away. So it starts to impact our pocketbooks. It definitely impacting our farmers' park- pocketbooks. Uh, just like when the Mississippi River 
starts to flood. When a 100-year flood is happening on the Mississippi River every three years, we know we have a problem. We're talking with uh, Elizabeth Scrafford. She is with the Sierra Club here on WMAY, uh, getting their perspective on what exactly is happening with the uh, the country's energy, especially with extreme weather events uh, that have happened uh, not just in, in Texas, but other parts of the country as well. Uh, and Sierra Club's been um, after CWLP for quite some time to really get them to address the, the coal-burning uh, power plants that they have. Uh, how do you How do you win over... Uh, people who who see what happened down in Texas uh, that want reliable energy like that of coal or uh, you know natural gas, and they don't see the viability of solar or wind or any of the other uh, kind of green types of energy. Yeah, so let's be clear about what happened. Coal and gas failed miserably in Texas. We had 30 gigawatts of thermal power were forced to shut down, and then we had natural gas lines freezing. We also had stories of coal plants freezing, and even nuclear not being able to come online. Um, So none of these plants were equipped for the weather. Some of the wind turbines did freeze. They're not equipped the way that turbines are in colder states where they are winterized out here, where we're expecting um, some freezing temps. In Texas, they're not uh, weatherizing their wind turbines. So some of the wind turbines did freeze. But Texas only expects 20% wind capacity in summer months and 11% in winter months. So actually what they're saying is, you know, some some units did freeze, um, some of the unwinterized units, but wind is not what caused this. This was not a failure of clean energy. This was a failure of the grid at large. Well, and that's what I was going to ask here. I mean, is this is this something that's more about the management of the grid down in Texas than it is about what's being used to power that grid, be it coal, be it solar, be it wind or whatever it may be? Shouldn't there be, uh, I guess, more of an emphasis on... Uh, I guess holding those accountable who who dropped the ball here because listen, I mean Texas has had similar weather uh, events. Yeah, it may have been more prolonged cold, but I mean they they anticipate that, and there were forecasts letting those know about this extreme weather heading their way. Um, so I mean, should we should we instead of moving towards and I don't know what the goal is, what hundred uh, percent by twenty fifty, or maybe you can correct me on that. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, should we should we be rushing towards that goal if we still have management issues with what uh, we have right now? We can do both things, right? And and I think one of the other issues in the state of Texas is that this is a state that a lot of the leaders don't believe in government. And so when you don't believe in government and you don't believe in leadership, then what do you know? You have a failure of leadership. Um, and so that's a very unfortunate thing. There has 100% been a lack of planning. Uh, it was a, an emergency on quite a few levels. I was reading this morning, and I have several coworkers in Texas who are, you know, trying to get clean water to their neighbors oh, who are using snow to flush their toilets. Devastating. Uh, one of one of my coworkers has been running a water supply drive out of her kitchen because she has water. She's boiling water. She's running it through a Brecken, which is an expensive water filter, uh, and then taking water to nursing homes and as many neighbors as she can. And people are cash apping her and Venmoing her. And it's like this is this is what our network relies on. Well, the cities actually did have some water, but the word didn't get out that the city had a water supply that people could be drawing from um, until very, very late. So you had people who were without water. We've, Like you said, the stories of people either dying of carbon monoxide poisoning, or I know there was a little boy who, who froze, died of hypothermia, 
in a in a trailer he was living in. So these are, you know, heartbreaking yeah. stories for anyone, no matter if you believe in climate change or you don't, well, or the, you're, you yeah, know. And, and, there, and there's going to be lawsuits all over the place. Uh, there already are mm-hmm. expected to be lawsuits filed today down in Texas. Uh, Elizabeth Scrafford with Sierra Club. Uh, what lessons should be learned here in central Illinois where, you know, you might consider this a lot of snow, but really, uh, I mean, <laughs> this happens every other year, every few years. Just, you know, we get a lot of snow and I'm used to this type of snow. It's not, uh, not uh, you know, new or extreme in my, uh, in my estimation, having lived here uh, practically all my life but uh what kind of lessons should uh you know those who run uh energy operations uh, uh regardless of what the the fuel source is uh what should they what should they take away from what happened down in texas here in central illinois sure so i think you're right we 100 percent have to plan we need to be modernizing the grid uh which has not seen a lot of investment i think in the state of illinois we do we have a great energy bill called the clean energy jobs act that would get us to 100 percent clean energy it would provide money for communities who need to transition away from coal it would provide job transition for workers uh we need a bill like that because climate events are just going to keep happening bringing more fossil fuels um online only hurts the problem and exasperates it it does not help so we need to be thinking about energy efficiency so we're uh, pulling less from the grid, especially in a situation where you've got rolling blackouts. If everyone's trying to pull from the grid at once, then there's a big problem. So if we're all pulling a little bit less, then that helps. Uh, so ramp up energy efficiency. We need to move towards clean energy. We need to modernize the grid. And we need to take care of each other at the end of the day. You know, be checking on your neighbors when we're in the middle of climate events. Make sure they've got food and water and uh have what they need because we all belong to each other at the end of the day. Well, I would imagine it's going to be an ongoing conversation because uh, uh, regardless, there's still people out there who are going to say, I want that reliable energy. I want the lights to turn on when I flip that switch. I don't care what is powering that. So uh, uh, we'll keep having that conversation. Elizabeth Scrafford, uh, Sierra Club, greatly appreciate you taking time this morning. Sure thing.